Well, good morning. It is Amy here. You're listening to Amy Mills Live on the Bridge in Austin, Texas. I am super glad you decided to join us this morning. You may also be listening to a podcast. We podcast all of our radio programs right up on the website. Uh, You can go to amymillslive.com or you can pick up the podcast really anywhere that you can get download your podcast wherever you're going now you should be able to snatch up uh, all of our shows and take them with you during the week this program is based on a ministry that i founded many many years ago called sold out ministries like your soul your heart and your soul sold out ministries if you want to check that out just go to soldoutministries.com and actually if you're on amymillslive.com you can just click right through and get to the ministry site but just in a nutshell to let you know what we're all about is 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 freedom and just having a passion to see God's people set free of the bondages that keep us from becoming all that God has destined us to do. The destiny that you are headed for may be a world-ordained destiny, and it may be a God-ordained destiny. And I got to tell you, I've done it both ways, and I prefer to stay on the path of my God-ordained destiny, because I know that when I am doing that, that I have more clarity, I have more freedom, I have more passion, and I have more peace and understanding when things along that path don't go exactly right because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter which path you're on things are not always going to go right and I got to tell you being able to fall back and lean upon a God that is greater than anything I could ever ask or imagine of myself gives really a peace that surpasses understanding a lot of times when we're in trials. You know, I was just thinking about um, going into this holiday season, and of course we're smack dab in the middle of it, and just thinking about people that are struggling right now for, for many, many different reasons. I just spoke to a group of women last weekend and we addressed the the truth that it's the holidays and everything's supposed to be bright and shiny. And we're supposed to be uh, festive, in a festive mood and celebrating. And um, just talking to my producer here this morning about, you know, the Christmas decorations and what we think we're supposed to do and how it's supposed to look. And, and sometimes... We're going through things in life that just don't allow us the energy or the mental state or even the emotional state to, to be able to put on, on a Christmas face, if you will. And so I just wanted to address that real briefly here this morning before we go into our topic, which is going to morph. This is not really a series, but we're going to morph it into a couple of things that blend together. And that is being able to access the presence of the Holy Spirit and being able to feel like we are hearing and being prompted by the Lord. This is so important. And I want everybody to be able to believe that going into 2020, that this is something that you can do, that it's for you. And I just want to give you a couple of ideas and truths and and even a process called Emmanuel journaling that is meant to allow you to put yourself in a position to hear the voice of the Lord. So you're going to today and probably next weekend, that's what we're going to be talking about. But just as I go back to this issue of, of, of just struggling during the holidays and the Christmas season, 
you know, I know there was a Christmas uh, that we lost our mother. And that Christmas, you know, the first, when you lose a loved one, the first of everything that year, the first Easter, the first Christmas, the first Mother's Day, whatever, their first birth, the birthday that comes along, all those milestones seem to really generate just a lot of emotion and loss. And then I know when family gets involved during the holidays, there's a lot of concern just about old, you know, triggers that come back up and and bitterness and maybe grudges, maybe some anxiety about how we're going to be approached about with family members. And can I just tell you that something that I think helped me in some of these seasons where it was really rough, everybody else was festive and I was not. I think the first step is to strip away the commercialism of the holiday because that's really where the pressure comes. That's really where that extra, that it just becomes extra and it becomes something that it really was not intended to do. And I feel like a lot of that pressure and anxiety and stress comes from even if it's subliminal, us trying to live up to the commercialism part of the holiday. Amen? Does does that make sense? And if we could set any of that aside, and you know, this is what I did the first Christmas without my mother. And I set it aside and I said, you know, I I am struggling. Now I'm feeling guilty because I'm not in the festive swing of things. And First, I realized, you know what, (laughs) this Christmas is going to pass and there will be another Christmas. And so I need to take that off my plate. And then the second thing was to realize that this is a holiday to celebrate the birth of the King of Kings, of Christ. He's the hope of the world. And I think if anything You and I, during that Christmas season, we're looking for some hope. We're looking for some relief. We are looking for some answers. We're looking for some comfort. And if we strip away the commercialism, there's this powerful epiphany that that comes that says, the very thing that you are longing for this holiday season came in the birth of this child Christ that then became the hope of the world the one that we can lean on in times of trouble the one that we can hear which I'm going to talk about today the one that we can sense his presence which I'm going to talk about today that his word brings the peace and comfort and wisdom that we are so desperately seeking in these times during the holiday when our world we feel like is not matching up with everybody else's world. And so we talked about at this gathering last weekend with these women, where is the victory? Because I felt like there were going to be a lot of women sitting in that room that were having to just compete with the commercialism of of Christmas. But yet in their own lives, and I happen to know from their pastor that in their own lives, they were dealing with some pretty horrific stuff. I mean, there were some pretty horrible stories that were going on in the lives of these women. And so we talked about where is the victory? Where is the victory, Lord? And I began to give them the only thing that I knew to give is where I have found victory in those dark times in my life. And there have been many. So I hope that this is speaking to your heart to let you know that first of all, This holiday is going to pass. Just get through it. Just do the best that you can do. It's okay. It's okay. 
It gets so blown out of proportion. Yes, it can be a special time. And yes, we can make memories. And yes, there are some amazing, wonderful things about the holidays. But you know what? Sometimes we're just in a place. We are just in a season. And this too shall pass. Famous words of my grandmother. This too shall pass, honey. And as I grew up to be a grown woman, I would always hear her voice and hear her say, this too shall pass. And it was comfort to me. It was a reminder that this season is going to come and go and it's all going to be okay. Amen. Does that make sense to everybody? All right. So look Keep your eyes focused on that manger and on that baby and the reality of the reason for the season. The reason for the season, right? And and just give yourself some grace and just release yourself from some of these other um, burdens that we carry during the holidays that even can be subliminal, they're subconscious, but they're there. And then we start to beat ourselves up and we really feel worse than we would have if we wouldn't have gotten caught up in the rat race. Amen. Make it beautiful. Make it peaceful. Make it what you can make it and let the rest go. All right. When we come back from break, we are going to jump right back into where I left off last week, which was really digging deep into why we need the word and what the word looks like and how it benefits our life, what it really means in our life, like life application. So if you missed that, I want you to jump on to amymillslive.com, scoop up the uh, podcast from last weekend which I guess would be, I think, um, the 14th. And then then you can carry on with what we're going to talk about today and tomorrow. All right, I'm so glad you're here. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show. I'm here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Go to amymillslive.com and see what we're all about. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard at Focused On You Chiropractic adjust your spine with a highly specialized system, correcting nerve interference in the upper spine, allowing the rest of the spine to become healthy and stable. The result is less pain, better health, less illness, and a better quality of life. No cracking, popping, or twisting ever. Connect to Dr. Ben at FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. Welcome back, everybody. And happy Saturday. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show. Thank you for joining me. Maybe you're just finding me here on Saturday mornings. We're here from 10 to 11. If you will jump on amymillslive.com, you can scoop up every radio show that we've done and use it as a podcast during the week. We are about to roll out our plans for 2020 as a ministry. We have some exciting things coming up. We are going to do a couple of um, nights out with a really powerful, strong message attached. Just a time for us to all get together and reset and refresh. I know I need that. It's it, it keeps me going. We all need to hit the reset button every once in a while. And just sometimes we need a night of rescue. A night to rescue our emotions and, and rescue our mental state and just align it all. And so we are going to launch this year in 20, coming up, 2020. Um, a series called, so, which is going to be SOS, A Night of Rescue and Replenishment. I think SOS is a universal uh, call that everyone knows what that means. If you are signaling SOS, that means you need some sort of rescue. And I don't know about you, but as I go month to month to month to month, I get off track, I get distracted, and I need a rescue. I need some rescue. And so that's what we're going to try to do for you in these nights uh, that we gather. Those will be on our 
website, and I'll be posting those real soon. If you would like to get information from us about our events, please shoot me an email. All you have to do is just give me your name and your email, and then we will add you to our list. We send out things not that often, just every couple of weeks I do a letter of encouragement. And then after that, we only send information to you when we're having an event or if we have a very, very special need, we might reach out to you. But i uh, love to hear from you and love to add you to our base of um, our, our tribe, our community, our group of people that want to live sold out and free, sold out, mind, your soul is your mind, your will and emotions, just purposed on the things of God. And that is our passion at Sold Out Ministries is that we walk in total freedom so that we are not encumbered by the trash that this world tries to throw on us. And and then we stumble and we fall and we don't fulfill the call of God on our lives. Amen. We want to be the best at what we're called to do. Whether that is a teacher or a doctor or a nurse or a mom or a dad or a um, radio show host or, or, or whatever you may be. We want to be the light of the world. That's what we're called to be. You know, mm, I, I got to just be real and say if, if, if you're bringing darkness into your workplace, if you're bringing darkness into your house when you walk in at night... This is not, this is not what God has called you to be and do. That means there's got to be some work. There's got to be some healing done. There's got to be some introspection on your part to say, I'm, I'm supposed to be the light of the world and I'm negative and I gossip and I grumble and I'm a naysayer and uh, my glass, my glass is always half empty we got to be mature enough to see these things in our, ourselves and, and grow ourselves up. Amen. The Bible says, I am trying to give you solid food, people, but all you can handle is milk. So we don't want to be those people. And, and so this is why I do a lot of these teachings is not only to build my own self up, but to hopefully build you up. So we are coming off of a week talking about the word of God and all of the, just the meaning of that what that looks like in our lives, this basic instructions before leaving earth. I heard that eons ago, probably 30 years ago, and I just thought it was so great. Uh, Bible, what does the Bible stand for? Basic instructions before leaving earth. And is it ever? I was also uh, reading in the Bible this weekend, or last week, about, um, it was the... uh, study Bible where they give you incredible notes at the bottom of every page of your of your Bible and it gives you practical current life application to whatever the context of the Bible is talking about. And I don't remember what scripture I was in, but it was the the fact that they were saying it's an instruction manual and people don't understand to use it that way. They they said, you know, if you go to a mechanic um, to get your car fixed, you do what the mechanic says. If you go to the doctor to get your, yourself healed, you do what the doctor says. And so why would we not go to the Bible, which is God's, God who made us, that is his word to us, and why don't we do what it says? It's an instruction manual, and it talked about the fact that Everything that's important to us, like in our household or, or um, our possessions or things that we have to use on a daily basis, all of them have instruction manuals and they have frequently asked questions and they have what to do in a breakdown. They have um, a, a description of all the parts and the pieces. And that's the Bible. It has all of that information, but it's, it's for us. It was made for us. It's our operation manual. That's a powerful thing. Because on a daily basis, you and I are wondering and asking, how in the world do I operate this thing called my mind, my body, my soul, my will, my emotions? What do I do with my thinking? What do I do with my failing body? What do I do with my soul that is broken? The Bible 
the instruction manual, you guys. There's not going to be a time where you're not going to find an answer in there that has to do, that doesn't have to do with operating your life. And if you look at it that way, if you change your perspective about the Bible and you realize that this is given to us by God as an instruction manual for our lives and all the pieces and parts that he put together that make us one, it addresses mind, spirit, body, will, emotions. Amen? There's nothing else we can go to that has the insight about this thing called a human. I want to talk to you about hearing the voice of God, understanding that God is speaking. He is prompting. He is moving. He is active in your life. And The first part of that is just to know that God's word is the way he speaks to us. One of the ways he speaks. He can speak any way he wants to. And so as I launch into this teaching, I want to be very cautious about no one taking this as a foolproof system that you must do A, B, C, D. No, I'm just giving you some ideas and options. I'm giving you my experiences. I'm going to give you the experiences of others, but I don't want you to take it as the end-all be-all. It's just to help grow and develop. We need to go to a lot of, um, we need to develop ourselves in a lot of different ways. So I, I want to make sure that nobody is legalistic about us launching into a conversation about hearing the voice of God, and then next week learning a system called Emmanuel Journaling. It's just a tool in your toolbox to help you access the Holy Spirit if you feel like you're struggling with this. All right? I want to talk to you about how the Lord began, how I began to hear the voice of the Lord in my life. And it can translate so easily to you. And I got to tell you, it started in the very beginning of a radical transformation that I had for Christ after my 30th birthday. And I cried out to God in the middle of the street. And I literally, totally surrendered. I finally sold out. I sold out to him. I turned from the world. I repented. Repentance means turning. I finally turned. I'd been sorry for a long time. But sorry is not the same as turning. And I turned and I I, I surrendered. And a radical transformation started to happen in my life. And one of those things was that I, the Lord, (laughs) changed my career um, path, and I worked from home for a while. And that first year at home, the Lord prompted me to sit at the kitchen table every single morning for a year. And he cleansed and purified my life and my heart and my emotions from the nasty path that I had lived up until that point and what happened that year at the kitchen table changed my life forever because I innocently and passionately based on what I was going through at that time innocently and passionately sought after the Lord and just believed like a child the Bible says to have childlike faith I had childlike faith that year, and I began to just believe that what I was hearing was the voice of the Lord, and it trained me and it taught me how to listen and how to converse with God. And, you know, 
back then, that was a long time ago. I did not know that that very, very thing, that year at the kitchen table, would be a, begin a process, 20 plus years of hearing the voice of the Lord and being able to use that in a freedom ministry where I desperately need to know that I know that I know that when I'm speaking or I'm teaching or I am helping women deliver their souls that I know I'm hearing for the Lord from the Lord. So I want to share some of these techniques with you. I want to share some truths with you. And I really think that is going to set you up to begin to converse more deeply and more um, personally with the Lord in 2020. Hey there, guys, it's Amy. I just wanted to take a quick break and talk to you about some communication that we are going to start sending out to um, all the folks who not only follow this show, Amy Mills Live, but also the folks that follow Sold Out Ministries, which is the ministry that I founded back in 2009 out of my freedom experience. And so we've got this group of people that are loving to hear about um, freedom, and we want to do a better job at communicating with you all. So if you will shoot me an email, amy at soldoutministries.com, and just give me your name and give me your email, we will start sending out a weekly communication piece, whether it's a, a tips for the day or whether it's a scripture or whether it's something that the Lord's brought to my mind. We're going to try to do a better job of communicating with you and lifting you up during the week. So reach out to me at amy at soldoutministries.com. Give me your name and your email. Welcome back. We are about to jump into hearing the voice of the Lord. Let me ask you this. Who believes out there at some point in your faith walk that you feel like that that you've heard the Lord speak to you at some level, whether it was through another person or whether, you know, some people do hear uh, an audible voice that has never happened for me. Um, Mine has always been through thoughts. But they were thoughts and they were not my own. Um, So I know a lot of you out there feel like you have. Has anyone ever doubted what they heard? Yes, probably so. How about um, you're out there and you've been accustomed to hearing the Lord speak to you, but you're just in a dry season. I mean, God has, he's closed for business as far as you are concerned. He's locked the door. That has happened to me as well. I want to give you everything that you need in the natural to hear from God. I want to give you and share with you simple moments. The Lord has spoken to me and some pretty outstanding and astounding things that he has spoken in my life in times of trial and tribulation and desperation. God has been communicating even before I became a Christian, but I began to hear him more than 20 years ago, hear him, see him, sense him. And it was then that I began to find wisdom in my life that I would refer to when I was talking to other people as I know that I know that I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. Or I know that I know that I know that I heard this, that the Lord is saying this, that I believe this. And that was my way of saying to my own self, Amy, you know that you know that you know. And and when God speaks to your heart, that is what I hear other people say. Girls on my ministry team, they'll say, Amy, I know 
that I know that this is what's supposed to happen. It's a sense of God confidence. And it has rarely proven to be wrong in my life. Rarely have I returned back to that knowing or that sensing and it wasn't God. Yes, we are human. And there are going to be times where we think we hear something, we sense something, maybe we journal something that we think we're hearing. And we're off because we're human. And that's okay. Who cares? Does that mean you shouldn't pursue conversation and connection with the voice of the Lord? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, how do I know, Amy? Maybe it's not me. I, you know, I'm afraid, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to know if it's me or the Lord or, or, or is it Satan or is it, you know, um, things of the past that I'm just now thinking of. We have all these questions. And, and the first thing we have to do is enter into it with some childlike faith, not being stupid or irrational or um, illogical. But it's, it's more of, um, gosh, an internal innocence and a childlike faith to believe that God would want to speak to you, that he cares about the details of your life today. Today, he cares about exactly what you are going through. And it's not too big, and it's not too deep, and it's not too heavy, and you haven't uh, repeated the cycle so many times that God will not come to the rescue. I'm so grateful that we serve a God of first and second and third and fourth and fifth chances, because that was my life for so long. And I remember the shame and guilt of even approaching the Lord again because of all the promises I'd made to him. God, if you'll just get me out of this, I'll never, ever, ever, ever. I mean, how many of us have prayed those prayers we have? I did it even as a little girl. And probably some guilt and shame came from back then when I recalled those times. We all can hear from the voice of the Lord because we are all his children. And he cares deeply about each and every one of us. It's not about being more spiritual or more holy or it's not any of that. It honestly is a matter of the innocence of you entering into a place where God can even speak to you. I think about the guys on the road to Emmaus. It's a story in the Bible. And I don't have time to get into the whole thing right now, but let me just tell you, it's about these two men walking down the road to Emmaus on the way back from Jesus being crucified, and they are in despair, and they're talking amongst themselves, and they are focused on all the bad things that have just happened. They are focused on depression. They are focused on disbelief. They are focused probably on some pain. Of now, what are we going to do? This Jesus that we believed in and we're going to follow is now been crucified. Well, what happens is Jesus shows up and he starts walking with them and he's talking to them. But here it is, drum roll. They are so focused on their pain that they don't even realize that God is talking Not only is he just talking, he's walking. He is near hand in hand with these men. And he walks a distance. And they still don't, uh, they don't, they still don't recognize that he is the risen Lord. They take him to their house. He is now inside their house and they're preparing a meal. And they still don't realize that it is the risen Lord, that he is in their presence, that he is in their midst, that he is having conversation. And can I tell you, as we enter into this teaching, that's you and I. I believe sometimes we are so focused on our pain and our problems and our despair and our discomfort 
and all of those negative words I could use that we don't stop to recognize that God's speaking. And so if anything, I would ask you to try to change your perspective, to try to get outside of yourself and prepare the way for the Lord to make himself real in your life. And that means some steps from you and I. Now, God can speak anywhere at any time, at any moment, regardless of what you are doing. But a really good practice is to put yourself in a position where you are not in the midst of chaos. You do know how to, the radio's not on, the TV's not on, your podcast isn't on. Uh, All these distractions. And that you just sit and ask questions and listen to the Lord. Amen. So this is not an anti, this is an anti-legalistic message. My job is not to tell you do this, do that in order to hear God, but rather my purpose is to share my experiences and a few practices that are biblical woven into the fabric of who we are and who we're to be as true followers you know, hearing from God is is deep, not shallow. It is core. It's not surface. We go from milk to solid food when we discuss hearing from God. And it's different for everybody. And he will speak in a way that you can receive it. Your personality, the way you communicate. There is nothing more important, you guys, than distinguishing the voice of God. I thought about it this way. If I'm on a football team or a basketball team, let's just say football because football's in full swing. If I'm on a football team, I go out for the team, I sign up, now I'm on the team and I'm out on the field and I'm trying to run the plays. I'm trying to do strategies. I am trying to um, uh, contribute to the team, but I cannot hear the voice of the coach. The coach is talking. He's sending in the plays. He's giving instruction for improvement. He has all of these amazing things to offer, but I cannot hear the voice of the coach. It's the same thing as a soldier in the battlefield. He has surrendered his life. He has left his family. He has gone to contribute to the freedom of his country. He is trained. He is ready for battle, and he needs the instruction on the battlefield. He needs to know how to handle the enemy. He needs to know how to stay alive. But he cannot hear the voice of his commander. That radio transmission is dead. There is no voice coming through. An employee to a boss. I have signed up. I commit Nine hours of my day to this employer. I want to be promoted. I want to be a great employee. I want to contribute, but I cannot hear the voice of the boss when we are in the boardroom. I cannot translate his emails. I have no idea what he expects of me. Therefore, how can I reach my goals? How can I ensure I'm not going to lose my job? I'm trying to drill home this point of how important it is to feel like we are being led by the Holy Spirit. That's why it's not working. It's because we want so desperately to have this amazing life. We signed up for the team. I'm a Christian. But it's just not working. What I'm about to teach you is going to help you tremendously. You've got to be able to hear the voice of the coach. Amen.
Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard at Focused on You Chiropractic adjust your spine with a highly specialized system, correcting nerve interference in the upper spine, allowing the rest of the spine to become healthy and stable. The result is less pain, better health, less illness, and a better quality of life. No cracking, popping, or twisting ever. Connect to Dr. Ben at FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. Welcome back. It's Amy here. You're listening to Amy Mills Live on the Bridge. We are going into our last segment here before we close out this morning. We are talking about hearing from God. And I just want to keep moving through this. We're talking about tuning in. Amen. Tuning in. And let me honestly, I mean, I I do believe, I don't know if this is true or not, because I, I believe that year at the kitchen table that I was hearing um, God pretty clearly out of that innocence and out of that commitment to sit there and converse with the Lord. I think possibly the longer we walk, I was going to say the longer we walk, the more we know his voice. But I think that it's more of that we stop guessing so much of his, is it his voice. I think as we are new believers, we're really struggling to know, is that really God? Is that me? Is that Satan? What 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 is this? And so I'm going to cover all of that. It's really going to help you. It helped me even as a seasoned Christian that, that I've tried to commit myself to this for so many years. And this teaching really has even helped me in how I think about communication with the Lord. I don't know what religious background you came from, but I can tell you that a life of faith, Christianity, is about relationship and redemption. It is about reconciling our lives back to the Father. And that can only happen through relationship. Amen? So, There is a communication path that is supposed to be common. But yet we try to live Christianity out with no communication from the coach. What would that football player look like out on the field? It'd be chaotic. It would be chaotic if that team cannot hear from the coach. And on that battlefield, it would be chaos. It would be death and disaster. And it would be horrific. Because there would be blown up bodies everywhere because they can't hear from their commander. And what would an office look like if there was never any instruction from the boss? Chaos. um, A lack of productivity. Everybody's going their own way, doing their own thing. No synergy. Guys, it's no different than living a life without hearing from the Lord. And that's exactly what happens. Carnage, chaos, lack of productivity. A feeling of loss. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. John 8, 47. It says, he who belongs to God hears what God says. It protects you. It's the key to a productive life. John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So good. It's so good. And I use this parable every time I enter into this teaching. Because I think one thing that's really powerful when we are setting ourselves up to learn something or not learn something or why is everybody else getting it but I'm not. And I like to use the parable of the soil in the Bible and I would in, and just encourage you to go look that up and really let the Lord speak to you about that. 
that parable is all about a farmer sowing seed. So he is sprinkling and sowing seed along the path. But it is based on the quality and the tending of that soil that was done prior to the farmer ever getting there to sow the seed. The shape of that soil and how it has has been tended to or not, right, is how much that soil gets out of the plant and how much the plant gets out of the soil. What grows up out of that soil is based on has it been tended to. One of the examples says that the soil was sown and it gives an example of us hearing the word of God, but we don't understand it and the evil one snatches it. Some of the seed goes to rocky places. It's received with joy, but there's just no root there. It's very short-lived. So, yeah, you're getting the word. Yeah, you're getting a message, but it's kind of going in one ear and out the other. You're not allowing it to take root. There's another one that was sown among the thorns. This represents all the worries of our life. Everything that sold out ministries exists to get rid of. This is talking about bondage, worries, uh, uh, roadblocks. The deceitfulness of this world that has, I guess, really tricked some of us. And it, it chokes out the seed. And then the next one is the good soil. Now, all of a sudden, he's hearing, he's understanding. And here we go. This is the ironic thing about this parable. The good soil. It takes the seed and it produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Now, let's think about that for a quick short minute. Every other soil gets nothing, nothing from the seed and the seed gets nothing from the soil. But the one area that had soil that had been tended to. It produces a crop that yields 30, 60, or 100 times what it was sown. This really is speaking to my life right now. Because if I am participating in my Christianity... If I am acting like a disciple, if I am marching along as a team member who is is hearing and seeing the plays, the hand signals, uh, those types of things from the from the coach, when this seed gets thrown at me, it's going to produce something because the soil's prepared, it's ready, it's stirred up. Have you ever heard anybody say you're going to stir up your spirit? Stir up my spirit. It's like to get in there and stir that spirit up and feed it and build it up. Build up your spirit, man. So that as the seed comes from the Lord, whether it is a teaching or an experience or a a calling that you hear of God, you're ready. That your life is fruitful. You know, the Bible says that we're to be judged by our fruit. Is there any fruit in your life? So the soil matters when you start to hear a message like this. Joyce Meyer uh, is one of my favorite faith leaders and she because I, I, I like Joyce she's a little harsh but I like her that way I like people just to tell it to me straight up like don't fluff it up 
Just give it to me straight up. That's how I like to hear uh, information and instruction. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. And I'm not easily offended. I just want it straight up and then I can figure it out. I'll process it. Joyce Meyer says, everybody can be led by the Holy Spirit. She said, it's a little scary until you start experiencing it. But she says, you have to learn to be led, learn to discern spiritual things. She's saying, do the search, spend the time, learn, fail, correct, go at it again. She also said, the serpent knows if you get one word from God can alter your life forever. Versus 10,000 words that you seek outside of him. And so the enemy doesn't want you to feel like you hear the Lord. Doesn't want you to pursue it. Doesn't want you to tend to the soil. Doesn't want you to set yourself up for it. Are you having some roadblocks? Some, some, um, is there, do you feel like there's pressure coming up against you as you launch into this? Yes, that's reality. But the Bible also says, resist the devil and he will flee. We live what we believe. We know about the importance of prayer and time with God. But it's not that knowing that changes your life. It's the believing. So we may not have a hearing problem. Maybe we have a believing problem. That God is speaking, wants to speak. Do I even believe it? It's not the knowing It's the believing. Does that make sense? All right. When I come back next Saturday, we are going to continue this. The meat and the potatoes of this are about to come. I'm going to talk to you next Saturday about how he speaks, where he speaks, how to prepare to hear him speak, and some really phenomenal examples of how the Lord spoke directly into my life And it changed, literally changed the fabric of the situation. Guys, I appreciate you being here. I pray that you have a blessed week. Um, Keep your right perspective on the holidays. I think it'll help you. God bless. This has been Amy on the Amy Mills Live program.